honestly, it's still something I'm very much working on. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 it keeps changing until we find like the right fit. Um, but it's just a much more efficient way to work. You know, having worked as a freelancer as well, I think you experience firsthand that it's so helpful when you have a process that you're able to talk a client through. Jackie Schiff made her way onto the show because she's authentic. She reached out recommending another guest in a very real way. She didn't just say, hi, name, I love, show name, you should have this guest on. We actually talked about the episodes that she liked and the takeaways she had from the show, which means I could tell she listened to the show and therefore she probably did know a good guest. Well, throughout our conversation, uh, we decided that she would also be a good guest. She's a master of making the most of your content. We talk all about repurposing, something I could do a little bit better, as well as that cold outreach that she's also really good at. We further talk about productizing services, which is something I'm doing at the moment. So as much as uh, this interview and this episode is going to be great for everybody who listens, this is an episode that I got so much out of, and I hope you do too. But before we get to that, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Ahoy, the easiest way to increase customer engagement on your WordPress site. Install Ahoy, create a message box, configure a way to display it, and start seeing conversions come in. You can create messages for cart abandonment, upsells and cross-sells, custom support, and so much more. Ahoy's flexible conditions let you choose exactly where and when you want your message to be displayed. I've recently installed it on my own WooCommerce site, and I've already seen increased engagement. And I know this because of Ahoy's powerful analytics and reporting. You will see ROI within days of installing Ahoy, if not sooner. And that's even more true for listeners of How I Built It you can get an exclusive 20% discount on any plan. Visit useahoy.com slash howibuiltit and use the code howibuiltit at checkout. That's useahoy.com, U-S-E-A-H-O-Y, useahoy.com slash howibuiltit and the discount code howibuiltit. Use those today. Increase your engagement and sales on your WordPress site. Thanks to Ahoy for their support of this show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is Jacqueline Schiff of Podreacher. Jacqueline, how are you today? Hey, Joe, uh, I'm doing really well and excited to be on your show. Awesome. I am excited to have you on the show. Jacqueline and I have been talking via email for a few months, and uh, we, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge met at podcast movement because this show is coming out after uh, podcast movement, even though we're recording it before podcast movement. So Jacqueline, it was very nice to meet you at podcast movement. Oh man, it was great to meet you. And we had crazy, amazing times. I yeah. mean, so memorable. <laughs> yeah, absolutely wild. We hung out with like Pat Flynn and Guy Raz. It was crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So, uh, Thanks again so much for coming on the show. Today, we're, we're going to talk about uh, not just you and, and your company that you started, but 
um, repurposing podcast interviews, which is a very interesting topic to me since I do podcast interviews and coming up with content is just like, I feel like it's such a grind some days. Like uh, I'm a programmer and I feel like I could whip up a, like a, a WordPress plugin in less time than it takes for me to come up with like a good content strategy. Uh, so I'm excited to talk about that today. Uh, me too. I mean, this is this is exactly what I love talking about, you know, is developing content strategy based around your podcast. So many people are podcasting and, you know, having great substantive interviews. There's so much information in there. And, you know, my passion is really helping people extract that and putting it in different forms and, and getting it out there, right? And there's so many different ways to get it out there. So I'm sure we'll We'll get into all of that. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, so before we get into that, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Uh, sure. So uh, as as you mentioned, you know, I'm the founder of Podreacher. So I think the sort of the origin story probably best begins um, about two years before I started Podreacher. Um, I was working at a magazine here in Chicago. Um, I had a great job, but just was, uh, it was very old media sort of mentality. And uh, for a lot of reasons, I left without having a plan in place for what was next. Very unlike me, not the kind of things I usually do. It was, you know, depending on how you look at it, one of the dumbest life risks I could have taken. Um, but that's what I did. And then so I left the job and was like, okay, now I have to figure stuff out. I'd freelance before, um, you know, I'd say if you had to put me into a box, I'm a content strategist. That's what I really love doing. I love to create content and then think about like, how do you use it? Um, and how do you reach the people you're trying to reach? Um, you know, I've previously worked as a, as a journalist in Washington, DC. So I have, oh. um, an ed editorial background, um, and I've done also communications and marketing, so pretty pretty well rounded. Um, but like I say, I'd freelance before. It wasn't. I didn't think. Okay, now I want to start the next iteration of my freelance career. But I kind of got lucky and just, um, you know, happened to to quickly find two like long-term retainer clients. Um, and the whole reason I didn't want to freelance is I didn't want to, at that point in my life, like hustle really hard, be finding new business, all of that, like every month. Um, and so when this happened, I was like, you know, great. Um, I'm going to do this uh, for a little while. Um, uh, you know, th these are great opportunities. And I'd also wanted to travel and do the digital nomad thing. So, um, you know, got set up with the clients um, and, and then traveled um, for a year. I, Spent some time in Mexico, Guatemala, South Africa, uh -huh. where I'm originally from. It's got some extended nice. time with the with the family down there. Awesome. Um, and then when I came back to the U.S. Um, after all of that, um, I knew I wanted to um, start more of a business. Um, and uh, I knew I wanted to do something with podcasters. Um, you know, I I love podcasts. I like to say I was like a listener before, like people were into serial. Um, <laughs> You know, like before it was the cool thing. And um, so I've always loved listening. I've dabbled with creating my own, um, you know, did a little bit uh, in, in work context before. And it's just always a medium that that I'd loved. Um, so this is now, you know, 
2018 when I'm looking around at the at the podcast space and obviously it's exploding everyone's podcasting everyone's like jumping on the bandwagon and I'm looking at some of my favorite podcast websites and I I noticed that a lot of them aren't doing a lot with the episode pages you know they're throwing up a player there right um, which doesn't do much for your SEO Maybe they're putting a totally unedited transcript, but they're not doing a whole lot with the content from the podcast. And going back to my background in journalism, you know, the the foundation of journalism is you interview people and you create articles from it. And it's all about organizing and editing. So naturally, my brain went there and I was like, oh, you know these could be great articles which would really serve the purpose of marketing episode pages. And so I thought, let me let me test this out. I reached out to 10 podcasts, totally cold, that, you know, I enjoyed listening to and was like, hey, um, you know, would you like some help repurposing your content, either creating a highly edited transcript or articles based on this? And so out of 10 um, cold outreaches, I got um, six really warm responses um, and two ended up becoming clients. So I was like, great, I feel like I'm, I might be onto something. And so I started working with them. And at that point, it was just me. And after a couple of months, I thought, you know, I think I think there's really um, something to this. Um, I think a lot of people are podcasting and, and not thinking about the rest of their content strategy. And I'd love to form a company around that. And so then started building up the company. Um, you recently had um, Alex McClafferty on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex is awesome. And I feel like I've learned a, like a ton from him. So he talks a lot about productized services. And so that's kind of the, you know, the, the basic business model of, of what I've been trying to build. And so at this point, um, yeah, I'm about, I'm about nine months into it. Um, and, uh, you know, really like we started off with a few different offerings, but really what we do is we work with, uh, podcasters to take their podcast content and turn it in and optimize it for text, right? Another way of uh, saying that would be repurposing, but I kind of think of it as optimizing it for text. Um, and so either into an article or long form content. Um, and so that's, that's the gist, I guess. Yeah. Wow. So, so that's really interesting. Cause first of all, you're absolutely right. Like a lot of shows I listen to, um, I'm like, it, very upset when I don't see at least show notes uh, as yeah. part of, you know, when they mention something, I want to go and see, you know, especially ones that reference like a bunch of YouTube videos. Like I want to go and I want to watch those later. But, um, you know, even I feel like as a web developer myself, uh, I've got the little blurb, I've got the show notes and I've got the the transcript, which is m- pretty much the conversation with maybe some ums removed. Um, but I'm not repurposing that for articles because that that can be a lot of work, which is why I'm sure people are willing to um, outsource, outsource that essentially uh, to you. So um, it sounds like your origin story is pretty well researched. Um, and I generally do like to ask what kind of research you did. But did you find that other people were already in this space doing it or was it uh, like a pretty unique um offer that you were that you were sending out there yeah um and um and and you know just to go back to an earlier point you made and then I promise I'll answer the question um you know so there's definitely like 
I like what you said as a listener, right? And like, so we both listen to a ton of podcasts. I, I like to have that transcript or at least show notes as a resource. So I think there's that element, right? Is you want to have a text resource for your listener because it's hard to go back and find the place in the audio. Um, but then I think, you know, the dis- dis- distinction, and maybe this kind of speaks to your question a little bit, of what we're offering is we're saying, let's turn those show notes um, into a marketing asset um, where someone doesn't necessarily have to be a listener to have the context, but they can see this um, either on another website um, or find it, you know, through a search and come to your website and see it as a standalone thing and be able to get the gist. And then you know, because more people are listening to podcasts, they will think, wow, this, this is interesting. I'm actually going to listen to the episode or I'm going to subscribe and listen to other episodes. And there's a, you know, I didn't focus a ton on competitors. Um, you know, from listening to a lot of podcasts and just, just reading a lot about, you know, business through the years, um, I was really interested in that cold outreach that I did. Um, and I knew that if I could get, um, you know, like uh, basically my goal with reaching out to 10 people cold is I thought, yeah, let me see if I, you know, get one kind of response. When I got two people to become clients, I was like, I'm, I'm on to something. So I mostly kind of focused around that. And then there's definitely some other people that are, are doing this. I mean, it's a good strategy and that offer it as a standalone business. Um, but I just sort of mostly focused on, you know, what can, what can I and what can our team sort of offer, uh, offer people. And, um, you know, I men- mentioned the productize uh, service um, uh, stuff. So that's something I've also done. You know, I just find that really intriguing as a business model and that's something I did a lot of research around when I thought about how do I kind of structure our workflow and, and structure onboarding cli- clients. This episode is brought to you by Pantheon. Starting a new project? Looking for a better hosting platform? Pantheon is an integrated set of tools to build, launch, and run websites. Get high-performance hosting for your WordPress sites, plus a comprehensive toolkit to supercharge your team and help you launch faster. On Pantheon, you get expert support from real developers, best-in-class security, and the most innovative technology to host and manage your websites. You can sign up a new site in minutes with a free account. You only pay when it goes live. That is my second favorite feature to Pantheon, only to the easy ability to create dev staging and live servers and push to GitHub. It's very easy to set those things up on Pantheon. So you can head over to pantheon.io today, again, to set up a free account. Pay only when it goes live. Thanks so much to Pantheon for their support of this episode and this season of How I Built It. First of all, before we get to the productized service, um, I'm saying that so I remember to bring it up. you focused on cold outreach and you got 10 out of 10, uh, two clients out of uh, 10 emails, which is, you know, by like most conventions, really good, right? Like uh, that's like a 20% conversion rate. Um, right. And with cold outreach, you generally expect a lot less than that. Um, what did that cold outreach look like? Was it just like an email introducing yourself? Uh, did you, and you had absolutely no connection to these people? 
whatsoever? Yeah, like zero. Aside from wow. the fact that I I was, um, you know, I was a listener or I'd come across their podcast. Um, yeah, I think, you know, um, so wearing another hat, I've also, <laughs> I've also edited a newsletter, um, an, uh, an email newsletter called the, G- the Gmail Genius. And so um, that's really directed to how people uh, use email better. And a lot of it is geared towards people in sales and marketing. So I sort of read a lot about cold email. Um, I think that the key with a good cold email is to just sound like you're human. I mean, if I had to bottle it down to one thing, right? And so, um, and I think one of in a way, is my my weakness almost as a business person, is um, is I do I do put a lot um, of you know research and and thought into every outreach that I do, and that you know as a business person, right? I guess it doesn't that doesn't scale. Um, you know, you just like can't can't be thoughtful about everything. But um, but I just really believe in it. I know you know we all get cold pitch emails and, you know, the ones that like are like not relevant are painful. Um, and I just like cannot, uh, you know, just, just would would never want to come across like that. So it was really about introducing, very briefly introducing myself, because I think also when you're reaching out to someone, it's, it's not really about you, it's about them and, um, what they need. And so I said, you know, I'd say something like, Hey, I, you know, I notice you're, you know, you've done all these great podcasts and a lot of the content's evergreen. Um, you know, have you been thinking about doing more? Um, you know, could we have a discussion about doing this, this, and this? And I'd kind of lay out some of the options. Um, but just, just, uh, you know, I think, um, introduce the idea and in the hope that they'd want to discuss it further. Um, so that was the general approach. Yeah. And that is, I mean, that's a great approach. I mean, your first email to me was a cold email, but, um, you know, you mentioned that you have listened to the show and, uh, you know, you liked a recent episode when you reached out and, and that's like, that's stuff that you can't really just automate, right? Like, unless you have a script that just like pulls a random name from my feed, like that's too much work. Um, uh, and a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, I think this person would be good for your show. And then I say, why? What about my show did you like? Um, and if they can't pass that basic litmus test, then I'm probably going to say no to them. Because I want, you know, like I think we talked about this in the pre-show. I want good content. Um, right. And and so, you know, your cold emails um, are, are a lot more personal. And, and I, you know, I, I feel like, oh, this person actually cares about my content. Yeah. I mean, the other person I would just bring up with that um, who has like a fascinating story is Sam Parr, um, you know, the founder of The Hustle. He, um, he, I forget where he published this and I, I can send it to you right for the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the importance awesome. of show notes. But um, he he wrote like a really extensive um, article about how he kind of built up the hustle um, through cold emails. And like, you know, the gist of it also was like um, uh, personalized outreach and follow up. I mean, that's, that's another big part. Uh, You know, everyone's so inundated and, you know, when a stranger's emailing you, it's kind of less memorable. So, you know, to follow up and to follow up well um, is, is also a skill in and of itself. 
Yeah, again, that's another great point, right? Because the first email, the first cold email I see, if it sounds like it's auto-generated or mass email to me, I'm going to ignore it. Um, okay. And then if somebody follows up, then I'm like, all right, well, maybe there is actually a person behind this email. Um, right. So yeah, so that's, that's uh, another really great point. Um, yeah, we live in interesting times, right? Where we're like <laughs> questioning, is there actually a person behind this email? But I mean, I get it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and like, you'll sometimes the curtain will get pulled back, right? And it's like, um, uh, I got an email one time that's like, hey, Joe, I really loved your video on product. Uh, and then I was like, what product? Like, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, exactly. Like, it's so embarrassing yeah. when, it's, when it's bad. I mean, it's yep. just, yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, as, as the more you can sound like a human, uh, like, like Jackie said, uh, you, you should. Um, so you mentioned a couple of times having a productized service. Um, can you can you dive in a little bit more to that? Because I mean, it seems like um, if you're helping people come up with content, each job is maybe a little bit different. Uh, maybe there's a couple of variables here. But how how did you build that up? A hundred percent. So uh, yes, <laughs> when you're dealing with content, and and I think yeah, there's there's a huge temptation to be highly customized, and obviously we are customized um, to the specific um, client needs. Um, but to the extent that we're able to each time, you know, there's a few, there's kind of a few ground rules and basics um, when you're working with a client and you're taking their interview and transforming it into an article that is, you know, a readable, interesting to read piece of text on its own. Um, so there are you know, systems to that. And even though I wouldn't actually say like, I'm naturally a big systems person, it's just, it's so much more efficient when you're able to extract some of the steps. So for example, you know, so we'll work from a transcript, right? We'll have the transcript done. Um, we actually use temi.com. Um, I don't know if you know them, it's mm -hmm. an AI transcript. Um, yeah. and I just, you know, I find it a really easy, good tool. Um, and so we'll work from that and then, you know, listen to the interview. So each, each you know, then the, the, the podcast episode that we're working with is assigned to a writer and um, the writer has been trained to listen to the episode, um, you know, thinking of the target audience. So like in your case, you're probably, you know, talking to a lot of other, you know, um, uh, founders, a lot of technical kind of founders, WordPress developers, that kind of thing. Um, so we, you know, think about that as we're listening to the interview and then extract, um, because the way you would write an article for that audience is different than the way you'd write it for general and like someone who doesn't even know what WordPress is. Yeah. So we'd pay attention to that and then like extract the points the specific points and then organize that into an article with different subheads and takeaways and whatever. So the process is definitely um, productized in that sense. Like we have a system to it. Um, and we also, you know, initially the first couple of months I was doing this, I, I would, you know, offer clients, we do, you know, custom work all the time. It was like this person wanted a 
you know, a batch of 10 articles. The other person wanted to work monthly. So we've kind of, um, you know, when I say productize, it's sort of like we work with clients in, in a few different ways. So we will either work on a monthly basis. Um, we typically work either with people who are producing regular shows and sometimes we'll create content for every show. But then we also work with like guest um, people that are doing like, um, you know, just as a guest on a podcast and maybe they don't even have their own, but they then want to turn that into mm -hmm. a piece of content um, afterwards. Because a lot of times people go on a podcast, they really, they prepare, they say like a lot of really interesting things and we want to capture that knowledge and, you know, just help them get more out of that interview. Um, so, so we have different packages based on whether you're the podcast creator or the podcast guest. Um, and it's still, I mean, honestly, it's still something I'm very much working on. Um, uh, you know, it, 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 it keeps changing until we find like the right fit. Um, but it's just a much more efficient way to work. You know, having worked as a freelancer as well, I think you experience firsthand that it's so helpful when you have a process that you're able to talk a client through. Um, and, you know, there's discipline for the client and there's discipline for you. Um, I think having that process is essential for getting like getting to the best work and, you know, managing expectations along the way. Um, but it also takes, I think, working with a few different clients to know what is the most effective process that will work for most people. And so that's kind of what I've spent the last couple months trying to figure out. Yeah. Wow. That's, that is just fantastic general advice for anybody working with uh, clients, right. Or people really, it's important to have a process that you could talk a client through. Um, I'm like, I feel like I'm feeling those growing pains again. Like I'm learning that lesson again yeah. because I'm kind of pivoting from web development, freelance, like freelance web development full time to doing videos for hire. And uh, huh. the process is very different. And so like we're with a, a web design client. I'm like, I need your content and we're going to get the domain and the hosting and this. And here's the whole timeline. And here's about how long it's going to take. And I know, and I can like build in a buffer for like, cause they're not going to get me the client, or the, the content on time, or I'm going to spend too much time on the design with the videos. It's like, what do you want your video to be about? Like, I, I don't know. I need, <laughs> so um, I need to work through that process. And, and so I can manage expectations, like you said. Exactly. And, and like, that's the thing. I think whenever, you know, you've freelanced and you've worked with different types of clients and, and everyone does have different types of needs. I mean, I don't want to deny that. But I think a lot of times people are just saying things differently, but they kind of want a similar result. You, you know, you can like fit it into bucket A, B, or C. Um, and, you know, the reason they're working with you, right, is because they want your expertise. They want you to to help get them from where they are to where they want to be. And so having that, that system is, is really helpful. Um, but again, it's, you know, it's weird. Like if, if I would have thought about, if you would have asked me five years ago, like, Oh, would you be on a podcast talking about business systems? I like, I, I would have laughed in your face. Um, but it's, <laughs> you know, it's just been like helpful to, to, to learn a lot of this, um, along the way. And there's actually, there's a really great, um, Facebook group. Um, you might even, uh, find it, find it helpful called productize startups. Um, and Robin, um, I forget his last name, but he's the founder of many pixels. Okay. Um, and the, 
And there's a lot of founders in that group um, that just kind of talk through different pieces of this, um, you know, uh, and like, you know, everything from what technology do you use for doing this, this and this thing to, um, you know, aspects of, of how do you, how do you run the business better? Wow. That's really interesting. I will, uh, I'm looking at it now. I'm going to click join uh, and see if there's <laughs> not like a barrier really. Um, there's a few questions. So I'll do this later. Uh, I'll <laughs> definitely link it in the show notes though. Um, Cause yeah. it, that sounds great. I mean, uh, you know, Facebook has been, um, it's kind of pivoted for me from like, just like a place where I share pictures of my kid, which is like now Instagram to a place where I interact with people about, Oh, how do I do this? Or, um, like the podcast movement group, for example, or the yes. Learn Dash group, like are both really helpful. Totally. And I've noticed this. I, I think I went through a period of like just, just hating Facebook mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and everything they do. But I am in a lot of groups um, that uh, are really valuable. I, I still, I personally like just don't like that group format. Um, I find it hard to find older conversations yeah. and like that kind of thing. So I, I wish they would solve that problem. But, um, you know, I guess because there's such a critical mass of people there and because people log in so often, like, I mean, some of these groups, uh, whether they're writing groups, business groups, podcast groups, um, are, are just great. So um, I definitely am with you on that point. This episode is brought to you by Gusto. Now, small business owners wear a lot of hats. I know I am one of them. And while some hats are great, like doing this podcast and getting to talk to people, others, like the filing taxes and running payroll hat, are not so great. And that's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, and managing a team actually easy for small businesses. Gusto automatically pays and files your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. And as a New Yorker subplanted to Pennsylvania, uh, the not paying my local taxes thing bit me a couple of times. So it would be, it would have been great to have gusto then. Uh, Plus they make it easy to add on health benefits or even 401ks for your team. Oh, and you can get direct access to certified HR experts too. This sounds like a pretty good way to kick off 2020 for your business, right? Uh, But here's the thing. Deadlines for the new year creep up earlier than you think, and you're going to want to get started now. I don't know about you, but I know that I've started thinking about this stuff around this time. And all of a sudden, February or March is here, and I'm like, I need to do something about my taxes. So don't wait. Let Gusto make it easier on you. As a bonus, listeners get three months free when they run their first payroll. This is one hat you're going to be glad you gave up. I certainly am. Uh, And you can try a bonus and see it for yourself over at gusto.com slash build. So get three months free when you run your first payroll. Try a demo and see it for yourself over at gusto.com slash build. Thanks so much to Gusto for their support of this show. So you've created a productized service. Maybe now we can go to some advice for uh, people who are looking to um, kind of maybe um, repurpose, I know is the word you didn't want to use, but repurpose their content, uh, whether they are a podcaster or maybe doing stuff on other people's podcasts or on YouTube or, or whatever. Um, you know, do you have some uh, some tips for that? Totally. So... 
so again, you know, th- the other thing I guess I didn't bring up is, um, you know, it's not like I came up with this idea, right? There are other podcasters, mm-hmm. and in fact, a lot of really top podcasters that are using this as a strategy. And so when I was looking at this, I was like, huh, you know, James Altucher, uh, Pat Flynn, like they are doing this really well and really consistently, um, and a lot of other people aren't doing it. Um I think, you know, as podcasting has become more mainstream and, you know, as there's like kind of more seamless interaction between smartphones and computers and all of that, and I know this has happened for me, like I, for example, have read about a podcast in the New York Times and then I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I'll check it out on my phone and I'll subscribe. Um, So I think there's a huge benefit to being multi-channel, right? Um, People a lot of times will come to me because they want to market their podcast better. Mm-hmm. And I would say, like, the first thing you should do is be a guest on other people's shows. That is definitely, like, the best way for audience to discover you. And that's the first thing you should be doing. But, um, you know, there's different levels down. And I think now there's a lot more discussion. And people that are, you know, serious about their podcasting and businesses that are podcasting are realizing um oh, you know, this isn't, we can't just do this in a vacuum. We've got to have an email list, um, you know, all the, all the usual marketing stuff like that you would do for something else, like a podcast is, is no exception. The only thing I'd say with podcasting is that the growth tends, it tends to maybe be slower, but it's a little more linear. Um, and this is just based on having like conversations with lots of different podcast hosts. So, I definitely think repurposing should be part of your strategy of how you're getting yourself out there. So if you're podcasting, um, you know, for business or, you know, to promote yourself as a freelancer or whatever it is, you're trying to get a message out there. And what repurposing does is it gets the message out there in another way. So you sort of have two options then. You can do it on your episode pages um, so each episode page could have the podcast player. And then, you know, I think either have some like really good show notes that, you know, give like a very kind of comprehensive introduction. This is what you can expect to learn. These are key takeaways and then links to resources mentioned. And that's great, right, for listeners. Um But if you wanted to take it one step further, and this is what I see a lot of the A-list podcasters doing, um, you know, have a whole article, have something because, you know, it's, I think you're not as likely to share an episode page that just has, you know, an audio player on, you're more likely to share something that like has, has more text on it. Mm -hmm. So whether it be an edited transcript or something like that. Now, obviously that's going to, if you do that for each episode, that's going to really help your SEO for your podcast website, and you're going to, over time, become more findable that way. Um, the other approach and uh, is to use the repurposed content um, as guest posts. So instead of posting it on your own website, you know, coming up with a list of, let's say, target, uh, 20 targeted websites that have overlap with your audience and um, placing it there. You can obviously in, in your bio mention um, that this is based on an episode of your podcast so people mm. know that, um, you know, and put links to other relevant episodes of your podcast within the text of the article. Um, but, you know, if you write something really good, place it in the right place. Um, it's definitely over time going to help people find you. Um, and I would just point out one quick example. 
There was a great example um, on Noah Kagan's podcast. Um, Tyler Schulte, who has a podcast, I, I don't know, and I'm probably mispronouncing his name, but he talked about how he used this with um, the guest posting strategy with, you know, he had um, a, co a column in Kiplinger um, and I think a couple other places. And, you know, like in five months, he saw, um, you know, I think like, I don't know, he went from like a couple thousand to like 13,000 downloads a month. Uh -huh. So yeah. it can have, you know, real um, impact, but you've got to be in the right places. Yeah, that's such a great idea. I mean, like everything you just said there was really great stuff. Um, but man, the guest article as... Um, from a repurposed interview is so great because like I mean you know I've um, some of my more popular talks is like things I learned by asking how did you build that right and so totally. but it's it's not like an article anywhere like it's a talk that I gave at a conference and and so I'm definitely going to take some of your advice um, here and and see how much I can grow my podcast at the end of the year. We'll, we'll brainstorm it at podcast movement. <laughs> sounds good. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. That that sounds fantastic. Uh. So as we wrap up the uh, the interview here, um, what are your plans for the future? You know, podcasting to to people who have have been listening to podcasts for a long time, it probably seems like podcasting is uh is um getting to its critical mass, right? But to a lot of people, this is just the beginning of podcast growth. So, so you know, maybe you can give a prediction for the future and then your plans for growing your business in, in the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I see, I see the rise of podcasting very much like like blogging, um, you know, back in the day. So it was like, uh, you know, ooh, blogging's this hot new thing. And, you know, younger people only read blogs. They don't read news, da, da, da. Like, you know, yeah. all these like sensational <laughs> yeah. discussions about it. And then, um, and then, you know, it was like businesses were jumping on board and everyone was, you know, launching a blog. And then, you know, I think after a few years, um, only people that really kind of committed to it as a strategy really stuck with it and, you know, were doing it for the right reasons and not because it was just the hot new thing. And so I think you'll see a lot of that with podcasts. I think it's it's still going to grow. I think a lot more people are going to jump in. Um, but, you know, probably two to three years from now, um, it's it's really more of the the serious folks um, that are that are going to have stuck with it, and you know all the while, what's great is because it's getting so much more attention. There's like more technologies that mm -hmm. are making it easier, more seamless. You know, publishing a podcast in 2010 was like really hard today, yeah. not hard at all. So um, so yeah, so that's that's kind of where I see it going. And then there was a second question, <laughs> which I totally I, I will get back to that uh, get to that. But what you said. Um, reminded me of, have you ever watched Parks and Rec? Yeah. Okay, so excellent. Um, there is a, a clip of of Tom Haverford, Aziz Ansari's character, listening to a podcast and like somebody asked him, like, oh, like, do you, I think it was um, Adam Scott's character, uh, Ben, was like, do you listen to the, like, what do you listen to on the radio? He's like, I don't listen to the radio, I listen to podcasts. They're totally different. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Like yeah. that that is the moment we are in 100%. I need yeah. to look that up. Yeah. I like it. So good. I will There's link be that, a gif of that in the somewhere. show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um my the second part of that question was what are your you specifically what are your plans for the future? Oh. Yeah, so I mean, I'm 
you know, I'm super focused on this right now. Um, you know, we're, uh, I, I guess, like November will kind of be the official one year anniversary of Podreacher. And my plans, um, you know, are really just to focus on growing that, refining those systems, I think reaching more people um, and and just, you know, finding ways to be more helpful uh, to podcasters. I mean, this is just, it's something I really love doing. It's a space I love being in. So I'm 100% into the podcasts and always looking for for great new podcasts to listen to as well. So uh, that's, that's, Fantastic. Um, and uh, I need to end uh, with my favorite question, of course, which is, do you have any trade secrets for us? Uh, um, I, I would say uh, my trade secret is probably, it's probably not um, a secret, but I don't think enough people do it. And it's to never stop talking directly to your customers. Um, and I think, I guess this ties in with how we started the interview, right? With the, just the humanity um, and, and that kind of thing. Um, and I also think of customers as people you sell to, but I think also people that you work with, um, I think of as a, as a customer because people have a lot of choices, especially in the gig economy. Mm. Um and I think it's really important to just always be in touch with people's needs and be very clear on like, um, you know, how you help um, in solving those needs um, and to always be thinking about innovating around that. Um, you know, I think sometimes in the early stages of a business, like people will, will talk to customers and especially if you're not in a freelance business, but then that sort of drops off. And it's something I, you know, I'm challenging myself to do is to to really keep in touch um, and, and again to the point of Facebook um, you know to just be listening and like know and understand like what it is that um, you know people are, are working on and needing awesome that's that's great I love that um, especially the part about you know it's not just people you sell to but it's people you work with um, you know the the woman who transcribes this show her name is Mercedes and like she emailed me and she was like, hey, it was like Friday. She's like, hey, I know I'm late on this one transcript. Now you're probably anxious to get it out. But um, would it be okay if I did it tomorrow, meaning Saturday? Uh, it's my boyfriend's birthday and we just want to go out and celebrate. And I'm like, do it Monday. I'm like, go out, have fun. Um, totally. Like, you know, it's it's a little bit my fault for not getting her the finished episode <laughs> before the episode went out. And I'm not going to be like, yeah, work on a Saturday. Um, so... Uh, I think that's really important because it forges good relationships um, with the people you work with and the people uh, with whom uh, you work for. Exactly. And, you know, it's like we all, a lot of people are working remotely, right? You work with people that you've never met face to face. And I think it's just easy for things to become transactional. And um, you have to work hard for it not to be. Um, and like you said, you know, I think just taking an extra minute there to be thoughtful. So um, I think I think it's really important. Um, so I'm, I'm with you, Joe. <laughs> awesome. Uh, well, uh, Jacqueline Schiff, uh, thank you so much for joining me today. Where can people find you? Um, thank you, Joe. This, this has been so great. And, you know, as I've said, I mean, I've, I've definitely listened to your podcast for a long time, so it's an honor to be on. Um, uh, podreacher.com is probably the best place. Um, and people, anyone listening is welcome to, to email me directly with questions, um, 
or, you know, I'm always up for a brainstorming session, anything like that, uh, I can be reached at Jacqueline, J-A-C-L-Y-N, at podreacher.com. All right. I will link that and everything we talked about in the show notes. There We have a rich show notes for this episode, which you can find over at howibuilt.it. Uh, Jacqueline, thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Thanks so much to Jackie for joining us this week. Uh, again, I really loved this interview. She talked about great content strategy. Uh, she, Her research about cold outreach and creating resources, I think, is just something fantastic that everybody can really use. Uh, and, and then her trade secret, uh, of course, never stop talking directly to your customers. Um, this is a lesson that we learn uh, time and time again on this show, and it's nice to hear it reinforced every so often. So thanks again to Jackie for coming on the show. Thanks to our sponsors, Ahoy, Pantheon, and Gusto. Definitely check them out, as well as all of the show notes. You can find everything we talked about on today's show over at howibuilt.it slash 145. Now, if you like this show, this episode, be sure to uh, subscribe and leave us a rating and review over in Apple Podcasts. If you want to start a podcast of your own, Jackie and I are both big into podcasts, so uh, I'm sure she would agree with me here. Uh, but if you want to start your own podcast, and I think you should, uh, you should definitely check out my podcast workbook over at howibuilt.it slash liftoff. Uh, that will give you the checklists and the worksheets and some templates to help you work through starting your own show. Again, that is over at howibuilt.it slash liftoff. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something. <laughs>